0: To dig into today's episode with you.
1: Welcome! Oh my god, everybody! (laughs) We are so excited. (laughs) The excitement is like through the roof already. We've already had like 45 minutes of a conversation. Sorry that you missed it. Yeah, sorry, but we have
2: press record now, so here we are. Yes.
1: Oh, my God, Taylor Ray. Here I am in the flesh. Welcome to the pink wall. It's so exciting. Oh, my
2: God. Honestly, just like meeting in real life and like actually like your best friends on Insta, but then the real
1: connection is just something else that's a bit magical. She's a sexy biatch. She rocked up in here with some cheetah print and red lips. Her hair is fresh. And I'm like, oh my god, you're a real human. Hello. I'm
2: a real human who actually did door fresh
1: shave. Just oh hey, thank you. (laughs) Um, Don't mind my sexy, sultry voice today. I have been sick, but no longer sick, so I'm not going to get you sick. Don't you worry. Um, Sharing my germs. Um, I'm so pumped. So if you have been living under a rock, we did a podcast like a week ago or two weeks ago. Now came out a week
2: ago. Yeah, came out
1: a week ago on Taylor Ray's podcast. So please go and listen to that because we had lots of fun. We talked lots of amazing stuff. And I was like, you need to be on my podcast because we have so much to discuss about you. Yeah. And your amazingness and your story (laughs) and what you're doing for women in the world, which is why I love you. I'm just like, get around good ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, So before we even start... I'm just going to ask you the question that I ask most of the people on the interviews, which has been two people because I haven't interviewed many people. <laughs> new format, y'all. New Lucky format. number three. <laughs> So when you think about confidence, what is the word? What is the meaning? What does confidence mean to you? oh, I love this question. And I didn't even know you were
2: (laughs) going to ask it, but I'm like all lit up. Mm. To me, confidence is when someone is standing so truly and authentically themselves and they just feel that total sense of alignment, but also in a way that you just, you feel like you're on fire and you feel Mm. like you're glowing and you can see it in other people when other people exude that confidence. And it's just, it's such a, it's, it's I was gonna say it's a lack of self-doubt but I don't even think it's that I think mm. it's like even if you have the self-doubt like you push through it and you just know like the way that you show up like in your most authentic self in your skin like just absolutely radiating I would yes. say like to just radiate and glow like that is confidence and to just know that you as you are are enough like you mm. are absolutely perfect and divine the way that you are and when you own that yes that's when you step into that most confident version of you
1: boom I love that answer so damn much yeah. oh my gosh okay So because a lot of people ask you Mm. how you're so confident and and in the work that you're doing. And so tell everybody the work that you're doing and just like what you do now, what your business and we know your business is moving and transforming as when you're growing, things start to change. Right. But what is it that your work is
0: about?
2: Yeah. So you're totally right. And I think that that's a really good point to bring up as well for all ladies listening who have businesses or want to start them. Like, don't be afraid to like grow and mm. pivot and evolve over time. I think sometimes we can get really caught up in like, this is, you know, it is important to like have your niche and know who you serve, but don't be afraid to trust what you're called to over time. And as yes. you expand, cause that's definitely been my journey. And the more I listen to it, the better it is like the more impact I get to have and the more abundance I get to call in and all those sort of things so what I do right now is I help um, female entrepreneurs to blend spirituality with strategy in order to call in the freedom the impact and the abundance they are worthy of and Basically, I'm just all about blending like the woo with the work in a way to step into (laughs) massive success and serve the world with
1: your gifts. I love the woo with the work. Yeah. (laughs) And it's huge because especially right now, do you feel like we're coming to a point where women are awakening? Humans are awakening, right? Yeah,
2: Yeah. And I think it's the most beautiful thing. And, you know, I think that you know, we're so we're so blessed as women to be able to work because obviously Mm. that's not a privilege that we had a while ago. But I think that what happened was when women obviously entered into the workforce, obviously it was such a masculine dominant energy sort of that was going on. And so we sort of basically went, okay, cool. Like I'm just going to step into this masculine energy as well. And that went on for so, so, so long. Whereas now, and I love the movement that's coming through and you can feel it so much. And there's Mm. so many incredible women out there having such an impact in this space. And I feel very grateful to have connected with so many, you being one of them, you know, like... Um, gonna hug right yeah. now. We're gonna take a go quick
1: pause so we can hug,
2: <laughs> just so we can embrace. Um, but honestly, like, and I love it, and I love seeing the movement, and I love that you know we're in a time and age where like you know it's becoming more and more accepted. Like, there's more than enough for everyone. Like, we're all shifting into that abundance mindset, and like, yes. let's all rise together and from a place that really encompasses that divine feminine energy and trusting in flow and intuition and what it is that you're guided to. Mm. And um, the the thing that I'm massive on is like combining that stuff with the aligned hustle like i'm all about Mm. the aligned hustle rather than just being you know heads down gotta stay in the masculine gotta like push 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 grind 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 like i've been there i've done that basically had a breakdown because of it um and that's how i basically came into this space where then i incorporated all of that you know feminine energy and it's done nothing except help me to rise. Like honestly. And I just love seeing women do it. And I love the energy that's about. And the more of us that share it, the more of us can step into it. And I think honestly, it's changing the world.
1: Yes. Like so much. I fucking love you. Okay. (laughs) We could talk for 70,000 hours, just so you all know. Um, I love what you said too, because tell us before you did this, before Mm -hmm. you were, you know, working with the woo and the work, like, what were you doing before that? So you before all of this that got you even before you even met or came into spirituality or, or the, the essence of that?
2: Yeah, so I previously i have a business background so i went to university and studied business majored marketing and then my whole thing was like cool i'm going to get into like corporate 9 to 5 climb yeah. the ladder Thank ceo you. like that was my whole vision yeah. like all the way through well. uni yeah That's marketing yeah oh my god <laughs> and i honestly i fell into it as well like i left school side note but thinking i'd be a surgeon like yeah. literally a pediatric wow. surgeon Why since i was you young that? since I was just very young, the reason that I thought it, and I've always been, you know, at school, like very ambitious type, like skipped a grade at school, like straight A student, like that was me. And so through school, it was very like, taylor is smart so taylor does maths b math c chem bio, physics, like all the smart subjects oh. did i necessarily love them no, no but cool. for me like at the time that was my identity as like the smart kid and yeah. like the one that just took all the hard things yeah. um and so i did that and so you know you do those hard subjects what are you gearing towards well something in medicine like that's mm. kind of where it's going and for me it, when i was young i saw that you know being a surgeon was like the hardest and most prestigious thing you could do Isn't
1: that crazy that that's yeah. what you got as a kid and that's what you know, i like, believe. I'm in a do this thing yeah that's what wow. i believed
2: as a kid and so you know i graduated high school when i was 16 um oh straight into uni like and it's so funny like you're uni and you've just turned 17 and everyone's like oh you're gonna hit the bars and oh in australia gosh. like 18 is the legal drinking age yeah yeah so um just in case those who aren't in australia are like <laughs> what 21 yeah. um
1: but no, yeah she was in college at 17 yo. yeah
2: and so everyone's like let's go to the bars and i'm like oh i've just got to go home to my parents yeah, like, yeah. i'm not old enough like
0: yeah, I think
1: I do know. Okay. <laughs> no i did
2: not okay no i did not um, so yeah, so that was like the path that I was on basically universe had other plans. I, I think, cause I was just kind of pushing myself too hard. I was commuting like four hours a day to like drive wow. and then the train and then go to uni and then home. Like I got really sick. I got a really bad liver infection. Actually, it was actually quite bad. Um, so I had to defer from uni and wow. take some time out. Um, whole lot of things happened, but I ended up th- totally different, but I was like, I might give journalism a go. Like I like talking and I like communicating. Let's yeah. do that. Did that and then um, decided to go back down to Brisbane, which was where I was originally studying. And they were like, why don't you do a dual degree in journalism and business? It's only an extra year. And at the time, I literally was like, why would you do a business degree? Like, that seems so weird. Why wouldn't you just go into a business? Yeah. But I was like, well, it's only an extra year. Why not? Got in, fucking loved it so much. Wow. was like, screw journalism and like dropped my journal subjects and went straight into business, loved marketing. Amazing. So I got into that world. And so, yeah, went through corporate, realized very quickly that like, fuck this. Like I don't want a ceiling. Like I want to be able to create whatever I want to create and I don't want to be capped by like a limit. Yeah. So I was like, I, I want to start my own business and I really wanted to have an impact in the way that I wanted to have it. And at the time I was very passionate about health and fitness. Um, I'd been through a bit of a journey myself, so I became certified as a PT, started my first business, which is called The Fierce Project. Of um, course it was. Yeah. Amazing. And it was all about helping women <laughs> find their fierce, but through fitness. So, like, confidence, basically, mm, in mm. themselves and loving their bodies. Um, and I adored it. I loved all my clients so much. But I, to be honest, like, I was just someone who was so, and this brings us back to what you were asking, so in that hustle and grind mentality that yeah. if I wasn't killing myself, I wasn't successful. And I hustled and grinded till I died. Like, yeah. literally had a breakdown, like physically, emotionally. I ended up in hospital at one point. I tore muscles in my body that I shouldn't have because I was getting ready to compete in powerlifting, like too many things all at once. Yeah, And trying to run a business, both online, in person, all the back end, like just everything. And I legitimately just went through a breakdown and got to the point I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I couldn't run, I was running like 32 classes a week, like on my own trying to run a business, like all these clients. And yeah. It broke me. And at the time it was like the worst thing ever. Cause I was like, oh shit. Like this was my purpose. Like I've yeah, been building this dream. for two years. What yeah. am I supposed to do now? Like I have no purpose. And that created a lot of anxiety in me and like a lot of very teary nights, like yeah. kind of crying yourself to sleep. And um yeah, honestly, like that went on for a little bit until one day, honestly, like I was just walking down my hallway and out of nowhere, like something just hit me in the face and was like, this is happening for you, not to you. Yeah. Stop looking at this as a bad thing. Like this is happening for a reason. You need to find the why. Really? So yeah. Just out, of, like, out of nowhere. And at this time, like I I just found podcasts. And the only podcast that I had listened to was Amanda Bucci, who's like she was in the fitness world. Now she's huge in business and a lot of listeners will probably know her. Um, and I, I found hers. And then she had interviewed Manifestation Babe, Catherine Zanchina. And I was like, what is this? Oh. And so I started listening to that. And then all these other podcasters like talking about Shh. mindset. Do you and see? The podcast. universe. Yes. Oh the, my um, this is why Hello. i started a podcast because yeah. honestly these girls changed my life so then i was like well i need they to now forward. share yeah um yeah and so it was funny like i think little things that subconsciously had been dropping in front of me that i'd been hearing like just in the couple of podcasts i'd listened to were like giving me the signs and then one day it was just kind of like stop wallowing in your pity party yeah get out of it like there's something else that you're meant to do. This isn't it anymore. Like it's time Mm. to evolve. And I was like, okay. And it all changed. And I think from that moment, I just decided to be so open and receptive to the signs that were coming up for me, to things that were falling in front of me. Like people would recommend books to me out of nowhere. And, yeah. you know, like just little things like would pop nowhere. up on the internet. Yeah. yeah <laughs> on the internet. Like Instagram accounts. Like, how am I following this all of a sudden? Like all mm. these sort of things. And it was all around like the mindset work, the energy, like um trusting in like your intuition, like allowing things to be more in flow. Like and it just gave me such a, a an insight to spirituality. So then I just consumed it. Like I couldn't stop. Awesome. So then I just went out of my way and Learned all that I could and then infused it with the business side of things. So that's where like the spirituality and the strategy come in. And yeah, and then basically like once I did that, everything exploded
1: Wow, so much. So question for you, if we go back. So when you were hustling PT, building a business, I heard you say you were doing in-person online group. Like where did that come from? Was that like that I need to do all of these things. Was that like your own inner like scarcity yeah. of time or was that like you learned that or how yeah. do, you, where do you think that that's came such from? a good
2: question? <laughs> I always wanted to be in the online space forever. Yeah. Um, like from the moment that I decided I wanted to have a business, I always just saw online as being where it's at. I just, to me, I was like, I don't want to restrict myself to a location. I want to have a global audience. And like yeah. if someone needs my help in Canada or yeah. anywhere, like the States, England, whatever, They can access me and it annoyed me to be stuck in a location. Mm. However, at the time, I didn't know, which is so funny considering what I do now, but at the time I had no idea how you are supposed to get an audience online and how do you get clients online. And so it was safe for me because I first started working just at a gym, at a good life gym. And, you know, you build your clients up there because you're yeah. in a location. And then when I went and started like boot camps, that a lot of the girls like were like, oh, my God, like coming with you. So then they came. And so it kind of was very organic how the, the physical location began, which unfortunately kind of trapped me. So yeah. I didn't really want that to be the thing that I was doing. I really wanted to be doing online. But because I didn't know how to do it. I sort of stayed with what was safe. And mm-hmm. like looking back now, like my biggest advice to myself would be like hire a fucking coach or a mentor or somebody who's done it yes. and get them to show you Ugh. because I struggled for so long yeah. by myself trying to figure this out. It didn't go that like It went okay with like the online stuff, but I found the face-to-face easy because, you know, people refer and you can do newsletter drops and you're in a location. Like, yeah. so it, you know, especially in like a phys- in a PT, like, um, fitness, like obviously that's kind of easier, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say easier, maybe not, but at the time it felt safer. And so Mm. it sort of grew itself. And then, yeah, then I still was trying to do the online, but it wasn't really working out and I think it all had to crumble so that I could really get clear on what I wanted to do. And that was obviously to be helping women still in online only really. And that's what I do now.
1: So, so it's online only now.
2: Yeah. So all my majority of my clients are in the States and Canada, like, like, like probably like 75% like wow. f- over 50% of my audience is so in you America. Figured out how to do it, I know, didn't you? I know. Yay! It all came full circle, but um yeah, we've definitely got um things like plan we want to be doing like retreats and like events and yes, those sort of things, awesome. but it's definitely everything grew in the online space because I basically started a whole new Instagram and started the podcast and the podcast blew up. Um, and that's where everybody kind of found me. And so then it became very organic where it was like, how can I work with you? Like those questions were coming to me. So Mm. that was magic, you know, to be like, well, okay. Like, wow. Like, and so really like your answer is like, start fucking showing up in the space that you want people to find you. Like, of course people aren't going to find you in a physical location. Uh, sorry, on an online location, if you're focused on physical, yeah. like you've got to be where your, your ideal focus? client is hanging out. Yeah. So like, you know, once I did start doing that, which I literally started a podcast because it was fun and I yeah. like to talk, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just happened. And then obviously, you know, as it grows, like you learn more and more about all the strategy and the online stuff, online marketing or yeah. ads, all that sort of stuff. And that all comes with time. But like I said before, like, honestly, like, I'm massive on it now in my business where I'm at. I invest in myself all the time. But back then when you're starting, you definitely have fear around investing the money, but it's the best thing that you can possibly do. Cause like do whatever you can to get that money and invest and you will skyrocket yourself five years, 10 years ahead in a six month period. Yeah. And it's so worth the investment. Like I cannot, I cannot
1: encourage it enough. I feel like you as well though, have like something similar that I do. Like you find a way. Oh yeah. You know, like it sounds like even back then when you were like, for those of you listening, and you're like, you're a unicorn. How did you <laughs> do it, though? But what was the steps? It feels like, and I don't know, but it feels like there's this underlying thing that kept driving you. Yes. Um, and almost pulling you towards where you needed to go, even in your despair, even in your hospitalizations, oh, yeah. even in your anxiety.
0: Yeah. What
1: would you say, looking back now, mm-hmm. that that was? Because not everybody accesses that. Yeah. Everybody can access that. It's Let me be clear. Okay. Yes. But... Like I had the same thing and I never knew what it was. And I'm like, what the fuck was that thing that even... I should have been dead. I should have given up. I should have just quit. I should have been on drugs. I should have been pregnant at 13. But something Mm. was like, keep going, keep going, keep going. For you, like, what do you think that was or or how do you speak to that was it like your yeah what was that
2: yeah and i think that that is such a such a good point to bring up too because i don't want anyone to listen and go like oh so like a unicorn like so easy for you like you just made a podcast you You got like it's so easy to say that and to be like yeah that was where a lot of it came from but it doesn't mean that there's not a fuck ton of hard work that goes into it and a lot of showing up before anything happens like Mm. trust me on that like if you wanting to be, you know, building out clients or building a business or anything realistically having an impact, like be prepared to show up for yeah. a long time and create massive fucking value for a really long time. When no one's paying attention. Yeah, when no one's paying attention. And then all of a sudden it's gonna be like bam, here it is. But um and then it kind of snowballs from there. But what I would say in terms of like, you know, kind of having that that never-ending drive, like, you know, it's honestly I think that it comes down to just like knowing that there was more out there for me. And there was, there was no way that I was going, I just, I refuse to settle. Like I'm just someone who's like, if I want it, once I've decided it's done, like there's literally no question about it. And I will do anything to make it happen. Like I will literally do anything. And one of the biggest things that I will say is success leaves clues. So, if you are trying to figure it out, like, like I said, like obviously investing in yourself is a great way to go and I would recommend it. But if you're at a point where you're just trying to get the ball rolling and you want to like start to just take action and start to, you know, get to that point where you can invest in yourself, look at the people yeah. who are doing what it is that you want to do and model it. Like, mm. and I don't mean go out there and copy them and their language and yes, their posts, like not, not at all. <laughs> all. Like 100% bring your personality, your value, your flavor, your energy, everything to it. And it needs to be you. But look at the way that they are doing. So and when I say what they're doing, like, how often are they showing up online? Are they posting yeah. on Instagram every day? Yeah. You know, what sort of things are they putting in their podcast show notes that allow people to work with them? Like, mm. all those teeny tiny little details, like that's accessible it's the internet like every piece of information you need is out there that is so true so yeah. be resourceful yes. and like honestly the clients that i have that are the most successful that i work with like yes we have such a beautiful container for transformation and yes i'm going through and helping them and helping them to come to the answers and giving them steps and things like that but the ones that go that extra mile that are like okay i'm resourceful and i'm you know yeah. tay i've been looking at this like i found this information on this what do you think and they're, they're going that extra step yeah. they're the ones that kill it they're the ones that go like i've had girls in 30 days go from literally homeless to five figure months like 30 days changed her life like because she stepped into her power got so freaking clear on what she did showed up for those that needed her but went the extra mile in the little things you know and was like okay i'm trying this i'm doing that like you know i've got this idea what do you think of this rather than just hoping that the answers get put in front of you. Thinking that
1: I hired you and it's going to happen. Like, they're the students that read all the books and then they research the cliff notes of other books and then they watch the videos and they, cause that's the thing, 2019, it's such a, like Joe Dispenza always talks about how like we're in the era of information. Mm -hmm. So it's not a lack of information. It's a lack of like application. Yeah. You're not doing anything with the work that you've yeah. got. And oh so my God. I've got the best quote for this. Yes,
2: tell me. <laughs> Um, and we'll, I know we're going to talk about Tony Robbins a little oh my God, bit later, we're obsessed but with Tony Robbins. I, I went to Tony Robbins UPW event just recently. And the, the biggest takeaway, the thing that just hit me in the face was if you say that, you know, and you don't do,
1: you don't know. You shit. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So unless you're applying what that. it is that you are learning, yeah. you don't know anything. Like I love you're that. not so yeah. fucking much. So, and I think it's just yeah. needs to be addressed. Like, you know, yes, take the courses, invest, do all those sort of things, but don't then just go, okay, cool. Next course. Like take the time to implement what you're learning. Take massive fucking action because action's where it's at. And that's like a big thing I drill in is like, everybody thinks like manifesting is the law of attraction and think about it. And so it will be. And I'm like, manifesting is the actualization (laughs) of a thought becoming your reality. What does that take? It's not just law of attraction. Yes, that's part of it, but it's the law of action that comes with it. There's so many universal laws, but like I'm big on like, if you don't do the action, like you're not fulfilling your part of the process. Yeah, so yeah.
1: what do you expect's going to exactly, happen? Exactly. Exactly. You know,
2: so take the action.
1: Yeah. It's all about it. Like you have to move towards what you want. Yes. You can't just like meditate. Some money is going to land on your fucking yeah, lap. So
2: throw it in the window. <laughs> Here's a meal. <milk>. Oh,
1: hey. <laughs> and it's so funny too. Like, this is so like side, but we like to go side. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm doing a podcast about this uh, and it's like, It's such a tricky time because I am learning with my homegirl angel about my bleed. I'm learning about like the moon. I'm learning Mm. about all the things about, you know, the universe and the feminine energy and the slowing down and the trusting your body and tuning in. I'm learning all that. But because of my past and how I grew up, all my trauma, I decided to kill meaning. So nothing meant anything. And for me, it really worked because I wasn't, if I'm hungry, I'm not grumpy. I'm just, I'm hungry. I'll eat. And mm. I'll just be who I am. Like, oh, I haven't slept. It's like, well, go fucking sleep. Don't be yeah. grumpy, you know? <laughs> so, like, I took away all meaning. But now I'm trying to learn how to put it back. And I and I notice how so many of us are like, well, because it's Mercury retrograde, you know, like, I just can't. Or, like, did you know it's a full moon and the fucking Aries and the Jupiter and fucking Pluto? So that means, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so a little bit of it, like, I love that you said it's not like woo-woo-woo-woo. Mm-mm. Like, like some of that shit is like, are you sabotaging yourself? Or is it really the full moon? Like, you know, like, yeah. isn't that like a tr- It's a tricky yes. time right now,
2: y'all. Yes. And I, time. I think you have to decide what, like, are you being honest with yourself? And yeah. like, you know, ultimately, like, yes, you know, rest and all those sort of things. Because people do get into this and then they go like, oh, you know, like, but I, I'm not feeling it. And I'm, I'm a Virgo. I'm not in the exactly. energy the to mean? record the podcast yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like... Okay, we'll get in the energy. So like do something that's going to shift your state. Like mm-hmm. don't allow the excuse to override what you know you need to do in yes. terms of stepping into your power. Like of course there's going to be moments and you know again another universal law for you, like yeah. universal law of rhythm. Everything yeah. has seasons. So like the world the world has like summer, autumn, winter, spring. Like you know, we can't be in summer 365 days and like as humans, like we're connected to that universal energy. So like no, you can't expect to be in peak summer season yeah. your entire life. You do need your winter. I your rest but be honest with yourself like are you resting just a little too much and Mm -hmm. like kind of blaming a lot of different things out of from a place of fear and that's what you need to really ask yourself why why am I not doing this why am I not showing up like and ask like be honest with yourself like ask that question figure out what the fear is and then ask yourself is this fear fucking true Mm -hmm. or not and I promise you it's not going to be true because fear is a little bitch that is just like (laughs) ego trying to keep you down and like you don't need that. And when you can, when you can break down fear to see it as a, like, basically a lie. And I love to, to shift fear and to go, I've reframed fear. So for me, fear is no longer something that is a bad thing. It's positive because yep. I'm like, when I feel fearful, yep. I know I'm on the cusp of an up level. Yeah. Like, I know something big's about to happen. That's why I feel nervous. So instead of yes. feeling like, oh shit. I actually celebrate it Yay. and I go, yes, here we go. Something magic's going to happen. Does it feel comfortable? No. Yeah. Does it mean I'm not going to do it? No, I'm definitely going to do it because I know that the best version of me is on the other side of that fear. Yes. So yeah, I think you're right. Like it is definitely a tricky time and, mm-hmm. but I, I think that it is valuable to learn those things as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't want anyone to listen and think like, oh, she doesn't value that. Like I definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel, I feel like, you know, I, it can be very easy to go in and out of it, but when you sort of pay attention to the moon phases and things like that and everything like that with your cycle and everything. Not that I'm an expert on that stuff at all, but I always notice when I pay attention to those things, Mm -hmm. it always does line up to one of those things. And, giving myself permission to lean into that and to go, oh, okay, cool. So, um, you know, I feel this way and I, you know, for me, full moon is kind of always like a wild time. Like, and yeah. I do start to realize like a pattern. So you can start to recognize those patterns to negate them and to kind of move around yes, them yes. and treat yourself in a way that serves you and also serves your purpose and yeah. what it is that you're it's doing. It's like being
1: self-aware. Yes. Like know, know thyself, like really from a, from a deep space, yeah. Like, what do I need right now? Like, it's a great question. What do I need right now? Okay, yeah. I need to sleep. Should I need to do my work? Should I need yes. to show up? So, what do I
0: need? Yes. Yeah. What do you
1: need right now? Yeah. So, so you've went through so much. You've learned so much. You always get the comment that you're so energetic and optimistic and and positive and high vibe. And if you follow her on Instagram, the her stories are the best. It's just <laughs> like if you're in a shit mood, just watch Taylor's stories. You just start smiling because it, you can like feel the energy off the screen and i love that about you like that's one of my favorite things about you and it's not like let me just pretend to be really really happy it's like you're like hey like you're just like caffeine like caffeine vibes in a good space like like get on here and and just make people happy so for people out there that are like fuck how are you so energetic optimistic positive high vibe Mm -hmm all of the time obviously it's not all the time but like how do you find that for yourself like what gives you that energy and that high vibe vibe that is such a good question i Just love it it's coming out, it. of
2: it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> from all angles yes girl.
1: yes um
2: Okay. So I've always been quite an energetic person. Like Mm. I've always just kind of had this, but I think what's really important, I think it's really important to recognize too, like you might, maybe you watch someone like me or someone else who's on that sort of like energetic level and maybe you're more introverted and you think to yourself like, oh shit, like I could never do that because that's not me. And I think it comes down to basically the first question that you Vast, yeah. Which is like, what's confident to you? Yeah. So what's the most authentic version of you? Because I follow other people who are way more mellow than me and so chilled, yeah. but their vibe, the energy is still the same intensity. Yeah. It's just not necessarily the excited level that I have. It's more of a like um, divine, feminine, beautiful, yeah. and you can feel yourself connecting to them. Yeah. So I think that it's not necessarily about thinking that you have to be the most energetic yeah. person in the room. It's about really centering into yourself and being really authentic in how you show up. And I think that that's why I come across in a way that you would feel connected Yeah. because I'm not faking it. Like I'm not lying when I'm on there. Like I don't go from like, oh, my life sucks to like, okay, I'm on Insta stories so I better be excited. Like I'm just kind of like that. And so me tapping into that and being honest with the way that I show up is important. And like also I show up in other ways. Like, you know, if I do a meditation and I feel really grounded and centered, like, that will still be me authentically, but it won't be that, it'll be more like this, like mm. more that real centered, grounded sort of energy rather than me in your mm. face, like hyping you up. Um yeah. I've been on there and I've cried, but like, you know, I think just sharing honestly and like really organically is the yeah. thing that people will connect with. And I think tapping into what that means for you and your personality is so important. Um, And I think as well, it's really about managing yourself offline as well yeah. and making like, don't get me wrong, like I definitely have my down moments or my moments of stress or my moments of overwhelm or, you know, angriness or whatever, Mm -hmm. like all those sort of things, like they definitely come up. Um, but I think it's about like honoring those as well and realizing like, okay, if I feel that way, why is it? Um, and you know, okay. Prime example last night, like I was feeling quite like strung out, like just so many things going on at the moment. And I was like, Oh, just feeling stressed about all the things. And I just made the decision like, okay, no more social media and emails. I'm done. Like, and I literally was like, I'm not looking at my phone and and put my phone, put Spotify on. That was the only thing I was allowed to put music (laughs) in my ears, went for a walk, came back, had a spa, had a swim, put essential oils on, made all the lights really low in my house and watched Riverdale like on Netflix. So like. Please, like, remember that, like, you've got all of these beautiful things that you love that make you feel good. Like, honor those and do those things because that
1: fills your cup back up so that you can show up fully when you do for the people that you're showing up for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that balance for self. (sighs) Yeah. Like, integration of, okay, I got to work. I got to do the things. And it's good that, you know, too, like, it seems like you're tuned into what you need in Mm. the moment, which is like, I got to put my phone down. Uh, I need to show up. I need to take a moment. I need to have a breath. I need to walk. Yeah. It's just so fucking important that we don't get out as much as we need to get out. Mm. I wanted to ask you, there seems to have been so many times in your life where things have come up or challenges have popped up that you've overcome them. And obviously you've become super strong and you become who you are and resilient because of them. But what was like a big fucked up, lacking confidence, troublesome, tough time where you had to like murky, swampy yeah. time where you had to feel all the feels, yeah. deal with the thoughts come out of Mm. um and how did you find yourself like there and moving from there to out of there yeah
2: um well i I guess we'll kind of go back so like i'm 27 now um i would like i've been with my partner james for five going on six years
0: now i love james shout out to james shout out to james
2: (laughs) (laughs) um and those who watch my insta stories like james is basically the highlight like everyone's like oh James like so if the girls are listening who watch Insta, they'll know who we're talking about um but yeah so we met when I was had just turned 22 um you know actual shout out to him though because he really did help me to see myself a yeah. lot like and I remember when I met him I met him he's five years older than me so he was 27 and I was like oh god like so much older than me like why look at you nearly 30 like at the time <laughs> and now like I'm literally that age yeah. um but honestly like when like we met like I was not who I am today at all like a shell of the person that i am and i just want everyone to hear that because i think sometimes people see someone that's like really confident in themselves and like you know just so as you said so strong and like not really self-doubting or anything like that and they go oh you must have always been like that and it's like
1: no like
2: not at all and like if we go right back like all through like primary school and stuff like that like i was the girl that like had zero friends like the one that was like bullied in like, you know, I literally I could tell you the names of the people who like I was like the little slave of the group. You know how there's always like sadly like one that's kinda like, you go get all the stuff for the group and like nobody likes you anymore. Like that was me. And I really like if ever I see like a group of schoolgirls and I see the one that was me, I'm always like, Oh my heart. Like Like, I really feel it. You go girl. You go girl. (laughs) Don't worry, you're gonna (laughs) kill it when you get older. Don't worry. Um so that was me, like, all through school. Um, and then also I had an upbringing where, um, you know, my relationship with my dad, he was someone that was very, um, the man is the head of the house. And we- I have a sister and my mom, so it was like three of us, like three girls and my dad. So, like, yeah. very female, but like, he was very, um, along the lines of like, you know women are kind of like seen and not heard um yeah. you know you'll speak when not spoken to and we would butt heads a lot like we fought so much growing up especially when i hit like that like 14 to 12 to 15 sort of age yeah. when you start to sort of get your personality and you start to realize what you believe like and so yeah. that was when we really really clashed and he tried really hard to squash it out of me and yeah. i honestly think my mum has said to me and i was saying this to you before um that she says to me i don't know taylor how you came out yeah. As confident as you are, because everything about your childhood would have suggested you would have gone the other way. Yeah, like, wow. troublesome, awesome. rebellious, like, and I wasn't. Like, I was like the good kid, like, always ask permission, like, yeah. all those sort of things. Like, and so you know, like that. And I honestly, like, again, like what I said, like everything happens for you, not to you. And I think that that just built such a resilience in me. Like the more you tell me not to, the more I want to speak. Yeah. And so, you know, although going through, and I wasn't sure of myself at all, like as a teen or anything through uni, I was really like kind of lost and, you know, sort of just all over the place, like partying a lot, drinking a lot, yeah. Um. wasn't confident in myself. Like didn't value myself in relationships in terms of the guys that I dated, yeah. all those sort of things. Um, but then, you know, came through uni and everything like that. And I think, you know, then went and like I said, into corporate. And I was basically living a version of myself that wasn't who I wanted to be. Like I was like blonde hair, center part, pencil skirt, like yeah, yeah. so different to what I am didn't today. Imagine that. Oh I know God. because of what I think I thought people wanted from me.
1: Yeah.
2: And then when I met James, like he was someone that was really quite confident in himself and didn't really care what anybody thought. Like, and so. I think he sort of saw that in me and was he would sort of like drop a lot, like little things all the time and be like, you know, own yourself. Like you are who you are, like be confident. And like to the point, like, and this is such on a tangent, but like we've had conversations, like no matter what happens, like whether we ended up together or not long-term, yeah. he has said to me, no matter what, if you come out as like, if you stay the way that you are now, like so, so confident, like job is done. Like yeah. that's all that I care about is that you never doubt yourself again, that you never, that's um, great yeah, that you never, like, settle for less than you know that you're worth, all those sort of things. And, you know, that sort of was what started it. And so then, you know, it became about, like, okay, I'm going to own this and started to do little things like, um, you know, even just little things like change the way you make up and then the way that you dress. And then I was someone that always wanted tattoos for like the longest time. And I didn't give myself permission to do it. And my, you know, people around me were like, Oh, tattoos on women. Like, you know, would you really do that? Like, and I was like, Oh, maybe not like, and always wanted to like shave my head and all those sort of things. And I remember once we were at the barber and, um, there was a chick there and she had like a blonde mohawk and like shaved on the side. And I was like, I fucking love it. And I said to James, I was like, Oh, I just wish that, I could do that. And he was like, well, why don't you? And I was like, yeah, why don't I like, and it wasn't long after that, that I literally went to my friend who was a hairdresser and I was like, shave the side of my head. And she was like, Oh God, are you kidding? And I was like, no, do it now. Like, I need you to do this. I need you to do it. I've wanted to do this for so long. Shave it. And she was like, I don't think so. And I was like, I do pick the clippers up. And she was like, okay. And she shaved it. And the second that she did, she was like, oh my God, you're like a different person and this suits you so much. And it was like, you're like a phoenix rises from the ashes. Like it was suddenly like, here here I am. (laughs) Like, yeah. And then I got my sleeve tattoos and honestly, I just, the more I own it, the more confident I get. And I think it's just, it's been such a journey. And I think that it's just, yeah, long, long story. But like, I think that, um you know, for wherever you're at in your life, if you're like, If you're kind of like hiding in a shell of yourself and you know that deep down you want to do something different, whether you're, you know, rocking goth because everyone else does and you want to be preppy or the other way, like start to give yourself permission to step into that because that is where that confidence and that authenticity is going to Mm -hmm. shine. And honestly, everybody who thought it was weird, doubted me, thought that tattoos were weird, said, don't shave your head. Every single person has been like, you have absolutely exploded as a human like seeing the way that you are now you shine like I've never seen you more confident I have friends who they thought that they like knew me and then on the other side were like you're so different and I adore it like the way that you show up now is incredible I'm so glad that you did
1: this for you you just fully fully expressed now and then you just keep owning it more and more oh my gosh she's got an amazing sleeve peeps (laughs) like Amazing, and it's so Thank funny you. as a hairdresser. I remember whenever like women would want to change their hair, yeah. like they'd rather change their fucking world. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, you're gonna go black or you're gonna go blonde, yeah. or you're gonna shave your head. Okay, shit's gonna change. Yeah, it's gonna listen, be I think that's where Britney Spears went off when she did that. Like literally, yeah. her life changed. Yeah, and people were like, oh, she's crazy, but I think she had her own awakening of like totally fucking over this shit. Yeah, I don't want to be what other people ask me to exactly. be anymore. Yeah, like, uh, I, I fucking love it. Okay, I, I want to ask you because. You had said that you know you were like down the split down the middle, blonde yeah. hair, pencil skirt, right? Yeah. And I'm like so visual, I'm like I could see that. <laughs> what did you have anyone that inspired you or anyone you looked up to that you were like, shit, I kind of like that. I kind of like that style. Like was there a secret inspiration? Cuz it must have been, I mean, if you were doing that, but you really were like shaved head, tattoo, red lips, like mm. was there anyone that kind of inspired you? I
2: I really wish I could give you
1: an individual
2: person, yeah. like someone that really did it, but not really there's not one individual person but there were like a lot of little people who I couldn't even really think of but like I would save photos on Instagram and things like that and be like I love that hair or that tattoo is amazing someone that I (laughs) it's not like my inspiration but I adore her is Rihanna like I just saw her in Scotland and cried like I was so emotional to like see her and I always loved her and I loved how kind of like like badass she was and like was like get the fuck out of my way like I don't even care and like has whatever tattoos she wants and like always did whatever she she wanted so always loved her I wouldn't say that that was like the inspiration for it but like I don't know I just I just saw women showing up with their tattoos and their different haircuts and everything like that and like I just loved it so much and I just wanted to step into it and just one day decided to and it's funny because like I definitely get looks like, as, yeah. and it's, it is, you know, you get it when you're out in the street and because people make assumptions based on what you look like, yep, like, yep, oh was yep. she a thug? Like, and James yep. has like neck tattoos up to his chin. So instantly I think people are like, Oh, bikies like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. their initial reaction. Like, Oh God, what do you guys do? And yeah. you know, he's a dealer. Yeah. And like the building that we live in is all, it's a lovely building and it's like all quite wealthy people. And I think, funny. I think that they like, you guys are at home all the time. Like, how do you make your money? <laughs> what, what are you, you guys, guys doing? doing? Yeah. (laughs) So we definitely get looks and stuff. But like, it's funny, I get looks from like, especially older people, like, you know, sort of 70 plus, like if you're like crossing the road or whatever. But what is always so interesting to me is if we get the time to actually speak. So if it's like an event and I meet someone that's older... They are always the ones that come up and they'll touch my arms and be like, it's so beautiful, especially mm. women. You know, oh my God, I love your hair. Like, James comes wow. from a Samoan family. Yeah. Very traditional. Um, and his grandma, everyone was so worried that grandma was going to be like, oh, your hair. Like, yeah. she's going to hate it. She I loved it. She would have loved stroked it. Stroked my hair, yeah. kissed it. Everyone was oh, like, bless. wow. And I think it's because, like, that generation never gave themselves permission to exactly. do things yep. that were different. And so now they see it and they see someone rocking it. They're like, oh,
1: Good job. Like, yeah, I, do I, I love, I love do, it. Girl. Yeah. Get it, girl. Which yes. is always so surprising to it, me. It, I love that. I mm. think that's really true, though, because mm. people see and even when people judge, I just feel like and you know this, but that part of them is just like, oh, I wish I was like that. But oh, like, yes, it's easier to like tear you down. But really, yes. you doing what I want to do. And it's just like taking that and appreciating all the parts of it and being like, look, you know i'm going to show up regardless and mm-hmm. you know your your dad or your mom or whoever's going to think what they think mm-hmm. but you can't sacrifice your happiness or your purpose or your life and yeah. like look at everything you're doing yeah. you're so not a surgeon no i'm a scrub you're a business surgeon <laughs> She's a business surgeon. Um, that's honestly, that's oh so true. Oh my god, how crazy! So, how would be your family dynamic now? Like when you, because bless your dad, he was your biggest teacher, and bless my mom, yeah. and she's mine still, and my four-year-old. But <laughs> <laughs> and some of my students, I love you. All right, y'all, they're teaching me things. How is the relationship now with your family and now with what you're doing and, you know, who you are and your strength and all of that?
2: Yeah. Good question. No one's ever asked me this oh. and I don't speak much about this sort of stuff. And I'm glad okay. that you asked because burr, burr, burr. here we go. <laughs> um, it's quite interesting actually. And it's, it is something that I've always wanted to talk about, but the opportunity has just not really come up. So I feel like this is so kind of Maybe a few podcasts perfect. to come about this. A few this? podcasts okay. to come. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, I had a really turbulent relationship with my dad growing up, Um and basically from the perspective of, like, I wasn't enough. Like, no matter yeah. what I did, it was just, like, not good enough in everything. School, life, relationships, all those sort of things. Um, and so we – it was really, really turbulent all the way through. And then, yeah, probably about, like, 22 – yep, would have been 22, 21, 22 – we just got to a point where, like, no matter what I was saying, like, it was just like, you're wrong, Taylor. Like, you didn't do enough. Like, on I just was like, okay, well – whatever, like, and basically we got off the phone one day and then my dad can be quite a stubborn man and we'll just kind of wait until forever. And I always was the one that would kind of go back and try and try and try. And one day I was just like, I'm done. Um, And I actually cut it off and was like, I'm just not going to call again. Like, and we'll just see how it goes. And it went for four years. Um, And this is actually such a good, such an interesting story. I'm so glad you asked me this because, literally like four years. So like, think about like I'm 27 now. So I was 26. So this is literally last year. Um, and so I was reading Gabby Bernstein's book, judgment detox. Um, again universe just fucking showing up and i was listening to it on audible and i was walking and the whole book is basically about like realizing that like judgment like if you're judging others like it's got to do with insecurities within yourself like yeah. learning to let go of those things so basically what you are talking about before like if yeah. someone judges you it's a mirror of what's going on for them but she really speaks about it from a way of like healing all the things in your life and letting go of judgment and why it doesn't serve you and why like if you judge others it's literally creating a hole in yourself like if you uh, don't forgive other people it's yep, creating a hole you. in yeah. you like it actually Actually doesn't impact the other person at all mm. um and anyway so it was listening to that book and I, I could feel it like i just knew that this was all leading to my dad like and it was everything else had kind of lined up in my life like but i knew that this hole was there like yeah. to do with my dad and i was i remember where i was walking like i was walking along morning walk and like listening to audible and she started to talk about okay i'm now going to tell you about my relationship with my dad and i was like. Oh, fuck here we go and I literally was like shaking because I was like I know what's happening I know that I'm being told to Oof, do this
0: yeah
2: and um also that morning I'd pull the tarot card that was like break the chain and oh sorry an oracle card so it was break the chain and it was like family issues like break the chain don't let things carry on so I was like a ball of nerves because yes, I was like I just know everything's like it's, it's at like- a climax like here we go and so when she said that and she talked about all the issues with her dad and she was so honest and raw about it and then she was like you know I just decided to like get over it and to like speak to him or whatever it was that she did And she sort of was like saying, and I stopped in my tracks, like I stopped walking and I looked at my phone, my hands were shaking and I was like, I just have to call him now. And I walked back to my house and I remember I sat in the back of our ute that was just parked in the driveway and I'm shaking. And I dialed his number for the first time in four years and I called him and he just answered and was like, oh, hey, Tails. Like, that's what he calls me. And um, I was like, hi. Like, and he was like, oh, how are you? And I was like, yeah, good. And I honestly, I was just like, look, Dad, and I told him all of that. And I said, honestly, I'm just calling to say, like, whatever has happened has happened. It's done. I don't hold any resentment. Wow. I want you to know that I'm your daughter. I have love for you. Um, And I just want this whole to be healed. Like, am I saying that, you know, I expect you to come and, like, hug me and do all this? Like, yeah. no, I just want you to know I'm here. And if you want to call... You can, um, and... And that was that. And then we basically, like James and I, were actually moving to Melbourne like two oh, weeks wow. later. So it all just kind of like timed That's up nice. because this was in Queensland and he lived up there as well. And so he said, "Look, I'd love to see you before."
1: <laughs> I don't- oh, she made me cry.
2: <laughs> um, "I'd love to see you before you leave." And so yeah. we caught up for like a little brekkie and stuff. And so that was good. And he and like so much has happened. Like he's gotten married wow. in that time. Like wow. all these things. Like I didn't know her. Like Did they were because your parents had. Mom, my, my parents him? are divorced. Yeah, yeah. My parents split up when I was seventeen. Um, okay. Yeah, that they were very turbulent too wow. um and you know dad's over time really realized what he let go of um nice. and yeah and so yeah and so we kind of like had brekkie and stuff and so that was good and so we've sort of like kept up like the phone calls and stuff and um it's i haven't been back to queensland actually and we're going at christmas but i haven't been back since we left oh, but at tuned, least yeah 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 but um yeah, it's good. Like now we're at a point and like, does he know the ins and outs of me? A hundred percent? No. But Mm -hmm. would I expect him to No, And I don't put that pressure on. And I think that that is something that has helped me so much throughout my life is to realize like, you can't control the external things to you. All you can control is what's going on internally. And Honestly, That's like, hard
1: enough, like once oh, I took man.
2: ownership of that and like stopped putting expectations on the way that I want him to act. Yeah. And, you know, I had to realize like a lot of what Gabby Bernstein was saying, like, you know, he is the way he is because of what went on in his childhood. that He yeah. doesn't even know that is like yeah. I have that knowledge because I've done so much work to move through all of the subconscious layers. So I understand. Yeah that he wouldn't know because he's never put the time into that. So I can't even blame him yep, yep. for the way that he acts. Like it's just part of who he is. And like yeah. you said, like, he's my biggest teacher, like taught me so much resilience and everything like that. Was it from a great circumstance? No, but I'm so grateful for it. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. And I just have to like heal <laughs> and let go and forgive. And in forgiving, the hole in me was filled mm. and it, it healed itself. And yeah, like I said, like, I don't expect him to know every single detail of my life, but just to know he's a part of it is a good thing. And I've just, especially, you know, over the last year as well, have just really just focused on coming into that love, like, you know, into that space of just really that heart centered space. Mm. And There's so many things. I have one of those families that like both sides are really dysfunctional. Like people don't speak to people and all these sorts of things. And it's, it's all very like that. But like, no matter what, I just have decided like I just hold love for everybody and I just send love to them like at all times. And even my relationship with my sister as well, like with that's getting better as well. And that's a whole other story. But like, even the other day, I was thinking of her and she called me. And so, That to me, it's just one of those things, like you send love out, it's so received and that's often why those synchronicities happen where, like, you'll think of someone and they'll call you or, you know, you pick up your phone and there's a message from them, like those sort of things. And that's happening more and more with my sister as well. So, like, I just think, like, the more that you can take ownership, like I said, of who you are and what's going on for you and don't put expectations on others and realise that, holding judgment of them only hurts you when yeah. you can let go of that and just come into that totally. place of love.
1: It's so wow. powerful. And it's, it's such a massive responsibility. She made me cry just so you know, mm-hmm. because I, because I'm a mom, right? So I'm a mother and my son's four. And yeah. I was just like imagining as you were talking about me, not speaking to Raven for yeah. four years. Yeah. And I just like Lost got it. very teary eyed just so you know, y'all think Taylor <laughs> a made me cry. It doesn't take much. I'm a fucking cry baby. Um, it's huge because you realize, you know, how important these relationships are and these dynamics and, you know, the, how much how much parents and how much that relationship gets affected when we really put our kids down and we don't allow them to be who they are or we, you know, and, and I still I think that our parents and even now parents, we parent how we were parented. Mm-hmm. So like we parent from the past And those of you that listen to the podcast, you know that I talk about this shit a lot about being responsible, and about you being Gandhi, and you being the change, and not expecting anybody else to change. And I can see like all the work that you're doing, your major awareness. And this is so funny, because I'm having the same thing with my dad, like, (gasps) my dad left when I was two and I didn't know him and then he kidnapped me and then I was angry at him and then all this stuff. And like, we've been chatting on Facebook and I bought him a ticket to come to Australia for wow. Christmas. Oh. And I'm like, Ooh, like I'm going to be, Ooh, it's that's going to be odd, such a, a learning huge.
2: lesson. So much is going to happen. Though. Oh it's my God. So he can, it's like,
1: this is my year of holy fuck balls. Like the <laughs> yeah. year of fucking holy fuck balls. <laughs> and my mom will be here and she doesn't know that he's coming and she's going to be cool with it. Cause she was like, Not the story, but she was all right. She's going to be fine. She'll be excited. But, like, my mom and dad are going to be in the same room, which I've never had. Like, I'm going to be able to touch my mom and my dad. And never mind that my kids and my husband will be there. But I'm just going to be like, these are the people that made me and brought me into this world, right? Like, what the fuck? Mm. Like, it's just... So, when you were talking about that, I was just like, wow, feeling how huge it is. And really... So honored and grateful to you for your honesty and depth because I know that this podcast is going to heal so many people because when you listen to things or read books and just share, like you listened to Gabby Bernstein Mm. and she was open and vulnerable enough to share about her life and stories, built a book that you got a hold of that you listened to that in the midst of when you needed it, literally this is like, this is why she has a podcast. This is why I have a podcast. Like this is why we tell you, we both say like, own and share your story and get out of your own fucking way because Gabby Bernstein getting out of her own way has helped thousands and millions of people you're helping hundreds and thousands of people we're all helping all these people and you don't have to have a podcast to do that you could just fucking get out of your way and show up but because of that you're able to heal a wound in generations Mm. which now is affecting how your sister and her life and like Fuck, I just think it's, it's, it's not easy, but I so rate you and I honor you because you're showing up and doing it. And by doing it, it's like, it's healing your dad. Like this is healing your dad. Like your dad's realizing yeah. stuff because of, yeah. and you're not expecting him to be fucking Gandhi. You're going to do it. You're going to be the change in that. Yeah. Like your mom and dad and like my mom will never change, but I'm so much better with her when she comes here. Mm. Not because she changed because I'm better. Yeah. And so they get to be who the fuck they are. Yeah whatever you think about them Without judgment. yeah and you get better and it's like it's just so amazing
0: so if I, you, I know
1: I, I was like crying i'm like oh my god so if you listen to taylor ray's podcast you must listen because after christmas there may be some stories <laughs> yeah. of what's happening it's great because the, yeah. the family dynamic is hectic um yeah wow so so much stuff that i didn't know about you so
2: and so that
1: most people don't to be yeah. honest like
2: i've Touch on it really briefly in like client circles when it's like relevant to something they're going through and I'll open up there but I don't think I've ever spoken about that on my
1: podcast at all so first insight on the confidence chronicle never been heard yeah oh I'll put this in the show notes (laughs) at 49 minutes you will hear this um (laughs) so you're obviously someone who's uber confident and you practice it like and and you show up What do you do daily? What do you do, you know, on a weekly basis? Like, what do you do to get yourself into state, to get yourself into that? Okay, I need to show up. Okay, I need to practice this. Like, are there certain things, like tangible things you do?
2: Yeah. Um... I'll give like a little thing that just a side note and then we'll go into what I do. Mm. But one of the things that again, Tony Robbins, holla. We're, obsessed. Um, We're going to talk
1: about him. It's he, amazing. This, okay? <laughs>
2: um, but he speaks a lot about how, like what your energy comes from and it comes from emotion and that comes from changing your state. And so the three ways to change your state and to get into like a peak state are to change your physiology. So to like move your body in a different way, to change what you're focusing on. So your thoughts and mm-hmm. to change the language that you're using. And so those Words. three things, yeah. so those three things are so, so powerful and, I loved his little framework and then I love how that kind of like links into my life and the things that I sort of just do all the time. Um, I am very, very big on. Having practices that really serve you and having rituals that you just honor and um you know I talk about this all the time I always talk about like my morning routine and daily non-negotiables and all these sort of things so I guess on my end like what I do every day in order to sort of like prepare myself to be able to show up in like such a a confident way and to show up for those who need me is I really make sure that I have what I call a sacred morning ritual so Mm. I go through um and do my sacred morning ritual no matter what um basically it starts 5 30 in the morning I get up and I do my journaling and my meditation in the morning before anything i have a hot lemon water as well side note so i make my lemon water and then i sit down and i journal and for me something that i teach is stream of consciousness journaling so really what i would really encourage and you're going to find so many answers that you will be looking for when you do stream of consciousness journaling so you might want to do um some breath work before so like you know you can do like box breath so it's like four like a count of four breaths in hold for four breathe out for four, hold for four at the bottom. Yeah. You can do like a few cycles of that and then literally pick up your journal, pick up a pen and write. And what I mean when I say this, because a lot of people do this is they pick up their journal and go, okay, what do I want to write? And they think about what they want to write yeah. rather than writing. And then yeah. they start writing and then they go, Oh, I'll pause. Is this what I want to write? I don't know. Like, yeah. is this what I really think? Yeah, oh, yeah. is this my goal? I don't know. Gonna read and this? they filter it <laughs> and they live. And so yeah. what I encourage is to pick up your pen And to write like it's not your hand and you don't have control over it and you just have to let it flow and it's like you're reading it for the first time when it comes out. That practice changed my life and it allowed me to deal with a lot of the inner things that I didn't even know were there. I have written before, honestly, like I've picked up my journal being like, oh, I'll just write like a couple of gratitude statements and six pages later I'm in tears like letting it flow out about things I didn't even know I needed to address. But it comes from being so open to that practice and getting into that stream of content state Amazing. and like again just pretend it's not your hand and no judgment like yeah. no judgment of what comes out so i always do that um and then i meditate and it will depend on what sort of meditation I want to do, whether, um, I want to do like a breathwork one or a guided one or just silence. What I absolutely love is like theta meditation. So like listening yeah. to like the theta waves, um, and just, you know, just being like centered. Um, you can do like so many different things. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I do that. And then I always move my body. It's like an absolute non-negotiable for me is to, and again, this comes down to the physiology thing that yeah, Tony yeah, Ross is yeah. talking about. I move. So at the moment I'm obsessed with doing 30-minute hill climb on the treadmill. I love it. And what I've actually incorporated it with is now I get a lot of my, like, engagement, comments, DMS, replies, admin emails while I'm doing that. Yeah. I love to do it because for me it's like, okay, cool. I'm like addressing my audience. I'm replying to things, but I'm also moving my body right. and it feels yeah. good. So I love to combine those two things just cause I'm all about like, which, which he says, like, how I'm can like, I
1: do this and have more fun? It's like, yeah. how can I answer my emails and have some fun? Oh, yeah.
2: well, because I would way rather be walking than sitting at my desk of and doing course. it, you know, That's so great. I do that. And then I always come back up and then I have, when I say come back up, come back up from the gym. Oh, <laughs> Where's she coming from? Um, and then I go and have a shower and I always finish my shower with a minimum 60 seconds cold blast. And the reason that yes, I do that, love. it's so, yeah, it's so good for like changing your state, flushing out de- like toxins, like energy, all those sort of things. But the thing that I love about it is for me, it's so symbolic of like, fuck I don't want to get in the water I don't want to do it but I'm going to do it anyway and so if I can tackle that water first thing in the morning after it's nice and warm and cozy and I put myself into something uncomfortable anything uncomfortable for the rest of the day I know I can do it because I've already done something really uncomfortable to start. That is the bomb y'all I love that that's a great great tip. Yeah Yeah. and so that was really quite like life changing once I started doing that and then I put on a podcast like anything I've got like six that I'm subscribed to and um, I just kind of circulate through those and whatever I kind of feel called to and I listen to a podcast while I do my makeup and stuff and then I get into my day but it's all those practices in the morning and this is I don't know I've heard it so many times it's so true for everyone I've ever interviewed having some sort of ritualistic practice in the morning just sets you up for that mindset of success confidence peak state like if I don't do it, I, I feel it. Like yes. I'm scattered for the day. I doubt myself more. Like all those yeah. things, like if I don't do that ritual. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've
1: just, it's like a non-negotiable. And let me, let me hook you up if you're a mama. Cause I know a lot of mothers listen to my podcast. You're yeah. like, fuck that. I got kids. I can't <laughs> fucking meditate. <laughs> Y'all know, like it's hard. And I used to get so angry at Tim Ferriss. Shout out to Tim Ferriss. When I used to listen to his podcast and he would interview all these men with like one hour morning rituals. Yeah. And I'm like breastfeeding Nava. Like I can't fucking get out of my bed right now. Like it was hectic. So. But the thing is when you find a way as opposed to go, I can't do it. It's like, well, what can you do? Yeah. So if you're out there and you're like, I can't do that, that sounds really cute, but I can't do it, ask yourself what can you do? Yeah. Especially if you got kids, right? Like I would we would we would get up in the morning and toast and the wiggles were our fucking morning, you know, ritual, like yeah. initially. But it's like you can burn sage, you can totally. burn incense, you can light a candle, you can dance. I dance with my kids every yeah. morning. That's so That's what good. we do. So good. We fucking dance and then we light some sage, and my kid walks around the house going, Bad energy, leave the oh. space, good energy, clean the house. That's what he says. So cute. I'm like, Don't fucking burn yourself with the sage. But like, that was the day that uh, he got a big burn. But you know, like, Find things that you can do if your mom. Yeah. One of my friends has two kids and she is a yoga Nidra instructor, and she will sit there and do like breath yeah. work. Literally, her kids are climbing on her. Yeah. Veronica, I love you, but I'm like, I can't be fucked to do that. So, like, because for me, it's a like counterintuitive because I'm stressed mm. out with the kids. Mm. So I don't do it with Final them. Works. Yeah. So, yeah. like, finding the things that you can do, and then when you have space for yourself, you can, yeah. you know.
2: I, um, I actually teach a course called Desire to Manifest and I've got all sorts of women inside of that course, like moms, business like mm. corporate and side hustle, like all these different types of women yeah. in there. And it's all about all the stuff that we've basically been talking about. But um, the one of the things that I teach, because I knew that so many people were like, they want a morning routine, but exactly what you're saying, yeah. like I don't have time. And so I'll share with you one of the frameworks that's yes, inside yes, of it yes, that yes, you amazing. can literally start applying. And it's something that I call, I teach called the Majum framework. And so each of the letters stands for something. So your M is gold, going through and doing your meditation. And when I say meditation, you don't have to sit there for an hour. Yeah. Do 60 seconds of breathing. Like, yeah. and so, like, I so get, like, every, like I said, I've got mums and stuff in my course and I'm like, you just get up 15 minutes before the time that you would normally get up. You yeah. can do your major. I'm like the yeah. whole thing. And so, like, yeah. Um, so do your meditation then your affirmations and again you might like to journal them say them to yourself in the mirror while you brush your teeth yeah i'm strong i'm beautiful i'm confident i am yep. whatever whatever you need so you've done your meditation your affirmations journaling okay so again this could be like one sentence that you write out mm. you know you can you can write it out like it doesn't have to be like a long process you don't have to do stream of consciousness for 20 minutes if it doesn't serve you like yeah. write out one sentence that you just want to make for your truth for the day yeah yep. um energy so something that like shifts your energy and makes you feel good that can be anything so yeah. maybe it is burning your sage, maybe it's making your coffee, like yeah. whatever it is. And then movement. So move your body. So, like, maybe that's you just do like you do a couple of yoga poses or you dance with your kids yep, or yep. whatever. You could literally get this practice done in like five or 10 minutes. I and I always say this to my girls like, take the major figure it out in a way. Cause my biggest thing when they came in is I don't want to give you my morning routine because I see it all the time where people try to emulate a morning routine. And if it doesn't fit in, they feel like they fail. And I yes. hate that. Yes. And so I was like, here's the tools, make it work in a way that fits you. If you've got five minutes in what the morning, you, do? you can still make it work. If yeah. you've got an hour, you can adapt it. Then you can take from the major on certain days. If you just really don't have time, pick one or two of the principles totally. and just what you love the most. So maybe so that I, is
1: make it work. Yeah.
2: You jump around. So you do the movement and you say, three affirmations to yourself in the mirror like i love you you you're beautiful you're strong you know like i love it easy 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 so like no matter what no matter what's going on in your life like you owe yourself you are worthy of five minutes for you and find it and just take the (laughs) major and figure out what you like in it and just find a little practice that serves you because it does have and know it does i've seen it so many times it has the power to literally change your life from just a tiny little practice where you honor yourself and what's that
1: from that's from your what is it
2: uh desire to manifest so it's an eight-week manifestation course working through
1: Everything. There you go. You can hit her up and get into that course because it's so important. It's so important that we do something for us, that we take time, and that we intentionally start. Like you got to start your day. And so many of us get on our phones and oh my oh gosh, my God. don't do like, that. You get me started. <laughs> it's hard work. It's hard work. Yeah. Maybe spiritual poos in the morning. Yeah, come on spiritual poos.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but need to I? get
1: that <laughs> Seriously, my um my first coach, mentor, best friend, soul sister. She's tender I love her. She. She used to talk about, like, I do a spiritual poo. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And now, literally, the intentional word of, like, a spiritual poo, anytime I have to speak or... You know, literally I'll, I'll tell people on stage, like 80 people in the audience, but I sorry, I had to do a spiritual poo. Like I just had, I was just freaking out in a good way. And they were like, what the fuck did she just say? But it's like, let's normalize poo. Yeah.
2: And it it helps you to own it. And like, after you came on my podcast and we talked about it and then I put it on my Insta and now people are like commenting like, Hey, I just did a spiritual poo. And I'm like, "Yes!" like, we're all just getting comfortable with this. Yes
1: it's so because it's not like it's a normal fucking thing mm-hmm. and i poor oprah when i meet her i'm gonna be like i told so many people about how you leave skin marks on you know <laughs> beautiful expensive ass toilet porcelain bowls and i'm sure you do oprah and see what the fuck oprah has to say about you that really agree. She'll like, yeah i do i do yeah i'm oprah but that happens yeah it's like well, let's normalize poo totally um oh my god i love you okay so last thing that i want to ask you um but not last thing that we can talk about. The Mm. last thing, you know, we're big on action. We're big on the tools, two things. We're big on the tools and the things people can do. What advice do you have for any women out there who are like, I don't know if I want to start my own business. I don't know how to make this hustle into full time. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Like what advice would you have from taking someone from, They don't have it yet to they want to have what it is that we're doing and we're building. Yes, 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 yes. Such a good question. I'm so glad you asked this.
2: Um, The biggest thing. So a lot of the time what people come up against is this like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I want to help and I want to serve, but I don't know what my purpose is. And so I really encourage like you need to get very quiet with yourself and start to ask yourself some very big questions. And one of the Mm. biggest things that you can ask yourself is one is like if money was not an issue, what would you be doing? Like, literally, what would you be doing if money was just not an object? If you just didn't have to worry about that at all, what would you be doing? And then start to think of yourself, if you couldn't fail what would you do?
1: Yeah. Because
2: those are basically the two things that hold the majority of people back. They're scared that they're not going to succeed or they're scared that they're going to ruin their life and not be able to afford anything. And then they'll be homeless. Like, you know, so there's that sort of fear. You take those two things away. You're going to be left with a bit of guidance around the, the answer that you're looking for. Yeah, And then what you want to start to do is you want to start to pair it with like, what am I actually passionate about? What do I care about? What if I, could speak about something for the rest of my life. I could speak about it underwater. I could speak about it till I died. What is it? Because there's going to be something in your life that you can't shut up about. Like, like not necessarily all the time, but you find that it just creeps its way into conversations. Like, you know, you're just passionate about it and it comes up where you find yourself kind of Googling it or reading all about it. And then also start to think to yourself. So I'm giving you like four questions, like a lot of questions, but then ask yourself, um, what do people kind of look to me at for already? Because you're going to realize like you're already an absolute fucking expert in something. Mm -hmm. Your life has made you everything that you need to be to teach someone that is one to two steps behind you. And I'm teaching a course on this at the moment and it's like the biggest shift for the girls inside is to realize like you don't need to know everything. (laughs) All you need to know is enough to to help the person that's two steps behind you. Like literally put your hand out, take theirs and help them to take those steps. The journey that you have taken in your life up until this moment that is a roadmap for somebody who is at the beginning and they are looking at somebody like you and going holy shit how did she get there what steps did she take i wish i could do that i don't know where to start and then it's just about realizing like your journey is your product, your journey mm-hmm. is your service. And when you can start to go through a process that actually allows you to like, okay, I'm gonna take this and that's step one, and then that's step two, and then oh my God, here we go. Yeah. And like it's literally what we've just gone through on the course. Yeah. And the girls come out of like a module and they're like, holy shit, I've got a whole course planned out and it's yeah. just my life. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and you know, and so passionate about it because you're passionate because you've been through it, you yeah. know you want to serve. Um, and so starts, and also what I was saying before is. Start to think about, like, what do people already, like, ask you for advice on too in your friendship circles? You know, you're going to be the go-to for something. You're going to be a little bit better at something than the rest of your group or maybe your friends or your family or whatever. Like, people will kind of see you as an expert in something, whether you see it or not. Even ask your friends. You know, is there something that you think that I'm particularly good at? Like, ask them because people see you in a different light than you see you. You often are far more critical of yourself and think, like, oh, no, I'm not good at that. Like, there's people who are way better than me. Who cares? They're not showing it and showing up in the way that you show up. Yes. You could be teaching the exact same thing as another person down to the wire, But your personality and your story and your light is going to resonate with person A and person A isn't going to resonate with that other person, but person B will, but person B won't resonate with you. And that's where there's more than enough for all of us. And we all owe it to the people who are waiting on us, who resonate with us, who need our help, who need to go through those steps, who are in that journey. They're in the thick of it right now. They're waiting for you. And it is such a disservice to you and to them if you don't show up, Mm. if you don't start to take those steps. And so ask yourself those questions, figure it out and start doing it. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. I love you. <laughs> That's all like FWOT, not worried about what people think about you, get out of your own way, step into service. Yeah. And it also sounds really like when you're not thinking about how you're so shit and not good enough, you're not like self-centered. You're going outwards and seeing how you can be of service. Totally. And it's like your life. Yes. And so like being open to share your story and learn from your story and all of the things. Oh, yeah. my God. The best thing ever. Um, I do want to also discuss how we're so fucking obsessed with Tony Robbins. Yes. Um... So my and I haven't talked about this <laughs> this is like I keep saying this is a whole nother podcast but I haven't done the podcast yet. <laughs> we were in a cult. It wasn't officially a cult, but it was a cult. Yeah. And I didn't know Tony Robbins at the time, even though I was American. I didn't know Oprah as much as I do now, even though I was American. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. knew of her. I knew of him. We did this cult and then when we got out, I was like anti any more cults. Mm. And then I saw Tony Robbins and literally the man from the cult like took everything from Tony Robbins. <laughs> But didn't say, this is Tony Robbins, this is Oprah, this is whoever. So it was, like, his own, like, successfully was so all that of that. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. This is, I don't like Tony Robbins. I don't like anything about him. And then I started, like, really, really, like, going, okay, pretend you didn't know that he stole everything of him. This is actually who he is. Mm-hmm. And, like, fell in love with what he is. And, and obviously the I Am Not Your Guru oh. on Netflix, go watch it. He's amazing. And... You know, we've talked about how you went to UPW and and how people get him wrong mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. and how he is such a self-expressed person that he doesn't – he's cool for people to get him wrong. Totally. You know, and it's like we're obsessed with him because we know – like, for me, I think, like, he doesn't have to do what he does. Like, he's got a fuckload of money. He's already made a fuckload of impact. He's feeding billions of people. Yeah. He's he's changing the world. Like, he doesn't actually have to rock up to UPW anymore. or do a date with Destiny next yeah. year in Queensland. Like, he doesn't have to do it, but he fucking does. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's incredible. He's My goodness. so incredible. And it's amazing, too, because, like you'll see so many things that like you've learned from someone, but it's kind of just come from somewhere that's like trickled down from something that like Tony taught. And he was taught by Jim Rohn. He's the so original. So kind of like Jim Rohn and then Tony and then like all the other things, like yeah. it all, it all gets circulated and shared, which is amazing. But a lot of it does definitely sort of stem from an idea that's kind of come from that sort of space yeah. and been
1: circulated. Because yeah, he was the first original, he's the OG coach. OG. Yeah. Like the coach never <laughs> existed. Um, and, and I think it's so interesting that people get him wrong because he is hyper-masculine. Which, how do I even say it? Like, I feel like it's what a masculine vibe should be like. Like, he's a lover. He's a caretaker. He's gentle, sexual. Yeah. He's gentle. He's 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 out there. He's big. He's, he's tall. Expressed. He's, expre- yeah, he's expressed. Yeah, he's expressed. He's powerful. He's like a fucking lion. But he's also soft and sweet. Mm. But he definitely sits in the masculine space. And then when women get up and they're very masculine women, he kind of puts them in their place in a good way. Like, mm. dude, you're... You're going out like you need to step into your femme right now mm. and i I, I kind of think he gets like why do we why do you think he gets so much? people get him wrong because yeah. you just went and saw him. Obviously yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. Yep. 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 So we went and like, I th- I think a lot
2: of the misconception comes from almost how the people who attend portray it. So I think that's where yeah. a lot of it comes from because, and the reason that I say that is because obviously, you know, you're there and what do you film when you're there? Like you're not really, you're not really, you're not allowed to film like the content anyway. So yeah. like people aren't filming that obviously there's so much of it on YouTube and stuff. Go search it if you've never yeah. seen it. Um, but like the majority of what people share is like a room of seven thousand people jumping around to music, being super hyped. And if that's all you see on a fifteen-second Insta story, so cold. <laughs> you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and me and my partner James went, and you know, James is man's man. Like, he comes from Build a World. Like, yeah. so like he, you know, a lot of like his friends would be like, "What are you at?" And he had people literally reach out and be like. Are you at a cult? Like, yeah. what is happening? And so I think that a lot of that happens where people focus on like the hype and all these sort of things and. Even to the point of, like, you know, you jump around. You don't jump around to be, like, obsessive. Yeah, yeah, Tony, yeah. you're the best. The reason that they get you to jump it comes down to the movement thing we were just talking about is because yeah. it wakes up your central nervous system. It yeah. shifts your energy. And because you've been – you're in a room for 12 hours. So, like, yeah. you need to be moving because if you're not, you're not going to take on board what you're learning. And when no. you wake up your central nervous system, it actually attaches, like – it creates, like, a connection so you remember it more. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's not yeah. necessarily about, like – hype guys for Tony, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not he at care. all. He doesn't need that. And so I yeah. think that a lot of that mis- mis- like, like misconception <clears throat> comes from that. And then I think as well some of it can definitely come from people who don't know, have never really taken the time to, like, be invested in going or finding out or even watching YouTube or yeah. anything like that. So they create their own stories about how shit it is basically yeah. to protect their own egos and yeah. like to go like, Oh, that's bullshit. Like, I don't need to go to that. That's ridiculous. That's, that's so cold. But it's like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. And like, even like, <laughs> let's go so far as to say, like on the last day, Tony says to you, to all of us, whatever you do, do not go out of this and go home to your partner or your mom or your best friend and hype it and go fucking yes it was the best thing of my entire life like oh my god i loved it so much he's like don't do that i'm asking you not to because you they're gonna turn around and go what that tony robbins fucking that cult that you're in like and he was like and straight away like they're gonna come up because you are because the reason for that is what he said is that you left as one version of you, you go in, you do such a big transformation. Yeah. You come out as a whole other version. The person that's on the outside that never went through it now f- has fear that flares up in them yeah. that you don't need them anymore, that now you're a different person mm. that you've transformed so much. That, oh my God. Now we're on different paths. And so yeah, insecurity you. Yeah, comes yeah, yeah, up yeah. within that person. And so that's what he said. He's like, please don't do that. Like just yeah. go out be like, yeah, it was good. Like I enjoyed it. If they ask you questions, tell them about it, but don't come out and be like, it's life changing. You have to go. And yeah. That was one of the biggest things that, like, you know, I talk to my girls about this all the time. Like, even when they go through Desire to Manifest, and they'll say to me, like, oh, my, like, I've just learned so much, and my partner doesn't want to take it on. Like, and I'm like, yeah. it's not about you forcing it on someone yes. else. Like, if someone had forced it on you six months ago, you would have been like, fuck exactly. off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're crazy. Like, I don't want to hear that. Yes. It's happened for you in divine timing. So trust it's going to happen for them in divine timing, support them, make them feel safe and don't make them feel like you're going to leave. Now that you're this enlightened being, (laughs) you know, like you have to still like show them love and safety and all those sort of things. And when they ask you questions, Kind of help them along the way, yeah. And that's been so much of mine and James's journey. Like when we met, it was kind of like I said, like he helped me so much, and then I learned so much, and then you know would sort of like trickle things to him, and then he would learn. And so we've just been on this beautiful journey of growing and together. He wants to
1: come with you. You're not to like get- you need? To no. get to Tony Robbins, which yeah. is so not sexy. Totally. And that so teacher student, yeah, partner relationship. Yeah, that's not sexy. And so yeah,
2: exactly. And you know, also like James is someone that like I'm, you know, like we we're talking about before, like super high energy. Like I'm like a hype girl. Like I love it. Like I'm dancing in my seat two seconds in. Like like, yeah, yeah, yeah. James is not that dancing and in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. Actually, high-fiving everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. hugging. Like, but You're like, welcome to the goal. Yeah, <laughs> James isn't that. Yeah, yeah. And so he was someone that was like, I want to go because I want. He was very like, I want to see what this is before I judge it. Yeah, so
0: that's he, my husband.
2: Yeah, so he wanted to go to Reading see what the it was TV like.
0: Yes, and like, before off. he yeah.
2: actually made a decision, and he came out and was like, it was so beneficial. Awesome. Did I? have the experience you did where I was like woo like jumping yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. He was like but it taught me so much about myself. He had huge breakthroughs awesome. when we were there. Awesome. Um and he said like yeah, like I wasn't into like all the dancing and the hugging and the high fives, but I got so much out of it and he really respects um Tony as a businessman as well. Yeah. Like he's so incredible in like the whole business face and yeah. the philanthropy of it all and like the you know giving and helping the world grow and all those sort of things. Um so James really loved that side of it and so you know, James and I are like polar opposites in that way. So kind of like whatever type of person you are, whatever you kind of go for and what you expect to get out of it, there is something in that room for everyone. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, the misconception just comes from the judgment before actually knowing what it's about.
1: I think in general, personal development, it's so crazy how, you know, um, the ladies in my sisterhood because it totally is a love cult. And it's like, oh, you're in that thing. What are you guys doing? And like, it's so important to, if you're out there and you're working on yourself or you're involved in a program or you join Taylor's program or my program or both of our programs, (laughs) or you go see Tony Robbins, whatever, like that you really understand that people will not get where you're at because they're not where you're at. You know, it's just such a simple self-awareness, you know? Um, And it comes back to what we were talking about before, like
2: remove any judgment. Yeah, Like you've just got to remember like everybody's on their own path, their own journey in divine timing, like yeah. trust it. They're exactly where they're meant to be. And if yeah. they want your help, great. And if they don't, great. Like yeah. Yeah. don't ever force that sort of thing on someone. Cause that is just going to be met with so much resistance oh and gosh. ego that they don't even know is there. Cause they yeah. haven't done the work, you yeah. know, but they don't. And so like, then it creates even more of a disconnect. And so it's just about like, like I said, like come from like love, support, yeah. safety, gratitude for the person. And it will happen when it's meant to.
1: And it's so funny cause you forget like when you were that judgmental, Sleep, you know, yes. person in pain. That was like, and then you're like, oh my god, what? Your thoughts create your reality. Oh my yeah. gosh! And then you're like, did you know? And like, you just want to tell everyone. <laughs> everyone. So the enthusiasm is real, but it's like mm. it can come off as really full on or really mm. judgy if you're not like checking in and tuning into that. Mm. um Yeah. So that's our little shout out to Tony Robbins. If you want to give us free tickets to Date with Destiny, Tony <laughs> Robbins, uh, <thank laughs>
0: we'll you. go together. Yes, we'll do a whole <laughs> other relationship about- work together. <laughs>
1: oh my god i love him it's i'm obsessed like you like obsessed with personal development Um, so let's help the people out if you had it's really difficult this question but if you had to choose (laughs) like god forbid you go universe forbid you go off you're done in the world you're 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 gone for and you have to leave a book a podcast something tangible Mm. like in the hands of the world and say, Listen, and when I die, tell everyone to read this or listen to this. Is there, I'll give you a few. if There's a specific book mm. or podcast or both or anything like course, whatever that you would say, Fuck, go this way, read this, you need this. Yeah. Anything you can leave. Yeah, I've got two books, but. Okay, good. It's okay, <sighs> you, Do you want two. two. Yeah. <laughs> I've got three, so then I'm like, Fuck, those are my three. There's so many, <laughs> but like if you had to choose, like yeah. that's I all you get one. to leave. No,
2: I'll pick one. No, but that's okay. My mother <laughs> rules.
1: <laughs> you can do two because we don't we don't
2: don't everyone will be like i want to know the second one (sighs) the first one that i would say this changed my life and i again i was went to a really big audible phase when i was first like learning about all of this i think i was like driving a lot all the time so i would just listen while i would drive but the book one of the books that i listened to was um the vortex by esther hicks so like abraham hicks um i actually can't It took, like, I had to listen and then sometimes re-listen to parts because I was like, this is blowing my mind. Like, Mm. it made me see everything so differently. And what I love about, like, Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, um, is that it's so funny because, like, everyone, like, challenges what, like, Abraham will say and all those sort of things. And, like, they're like, yeah, cool. We understand that. And then they will just, like, have this whole counter thing that you're like, oh, that's the exact answer I needed. And so. It's amazing, like, and so that for me was like one of the first things that I really listened to. Um, that was about like learning about like like the energy, like the vortex is what it's all about. Like, you know, the way that the universe works, law of attraction, manifesting, creating your reality, all those sort of things. So, I so recommend starting there and have patience with yourself, like going through it. Like you, like I said, I had to re-listen to certain parts when you know maybe you're driving and your mind kind of wanders off, and then you're like, "Fuck, I don't know what's happening now." And so you'd go back a minute and go, "Okay, I've got it." Um, and. I I, like I loved it. I just couldn't devour it enough. Um so I definitely recommend that. And then the second book that I would say is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle as well. And holy heck, that is a good one as well. And he he's an incredible man. Like Mm -hmm. um there's so many things in the book. One of the things that I just have taken away, actually not even in the book, I remember him, I saw like a video of him once and he said like instead of always paying attention to the words that come out, pay attention to the spaces between the words. Mm -hmm. Like that's where the magic happens, like in between there. So like just all those sort of things. So like, yeah, that's – they're very in tune. Those two books are very aligned, like very similar messages but just different takes. And The Power of Now just really focuses on teaching you all about like recognising like all you ever have is the present moment. Like, you know, focusing on the future is – you know, yes, have your goals and stuff, but don't get caught up there. Like, talks about, like, um, the different versions of time, like the human construct of time and then what time really is and, like, um, you know, yeah. why the past – is irrelevant like it's literally gone don't stay there like and it just gives you so much power to literally come into the now and realize like that's where the magic happens that's where you need to take action that's all you need to really focus on and if you do something amazing in that now moment all the time your life will just explode like it will be exponentially better so those would be my two resources
1: oh my god i love them i love both of them as well they're my favorites yes Eckhart Tolle a lot of the listeners are listening to A New Earth which is like Mm. fuck you have to listen to that 70,000 times
2: I've actually got that on my shelf and what's so funny is I haven't I got it it was given to me when I was Uh, let's say nineteen or twenty, wow. and I was going on a three-month Europe trip. So, like all around Europe, wow. I tried so hard to read it. Why and would it, someone give you that to go to Europe?
1: It's like <laughs> I know, girl, I was like partying, like no. in the Greek islands, <laughs> like trying
2: so hard while I'm like hungover to read the, the read new this. work. Oh I know, gosh, and I remember fun. being so annoyed with it and being like, I can't read this book. Yeah, it's fun. And on. honestly, like, and it's so funny you say that because I've just remembered like it's on my shelf and I just haven't read it. I just keep buying all oh these other God. books, but I'm going to read it Next now. Book. Um, but yeah, and it's it comes back to what we were saying before where we're like um, things will find you when yeah. you're meant to. Like, yes. and if you pick it up and it's not right for you now, right now, find something else and know that it will. I've yes. got other books like that. One of my my auntie, she actually gave me a book called Conversations with God, yeah. which sounds right. like. It,
1: have you read it? Yeah, are you kidding me? He's obs- I'm obsessed with him.
2: It sounds like it's going to be so religious, but it's well. so amazing. Like, yeah. and it's not you know swinging you in any particular no, way no, about it's not religion religious. at
1: all. That's a shit thing about the word God, because like, yeah, oh, Wayne Dyer talks about says God, and I'm like, oh, I wish he didn't say God in the shift. People movie.
2: sometimes have yes yeah, yeah, such. I have to tell people affiliations oh, to the word yes, yeah it's yes. just a representation um and also a course in miracles which i haven't read yet but it's on my shelf that and i know
1: that shit feels churchy though i don't it's know i've got an issue I've with it read, me and my husband have been like yeah. trying to love it i haven't read it at all i'm marianne I've, williamson like because she's yeah, running the president in yeah, america yeah and i'm just like I, it feels churchy but you know what it depends on how you're thinking but it is very it's not like doubtaging like spirit words. It's very like Bible words. Mm. But hello, I feel like the Bible got corrupted from all of this shit. Oh, and definitely. Like Some of the messages it's in there so are odd. actually incredible. Of but they've course. just been interpreted so and badly. In all the religions, like yeah. Muhammad, yes. Jesus, and all cross over. All prophets, Buddha, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are good books. Yeah. Okay, you guys go and follow. I will put everything in the show notes <laughs> for this amazing human being. Thank you for being who you are and sharing so amazingly. And you are so on the right path because you. you're spot on. Like how you talk, what you say, your message, like you're in the right thing. Thank and like you. all the good things are going to happen oh, to you, for you, I for everybody you. that works with you. I love you too. <laughs> Shout out to Canada and the U S and all of the UK, and everybody, and everybody everywhere. What a Beautiful global audience. Yes. They're amazing. We yeah. were so grateful. If you enjoyed this podcast, Please, please, please make sure you tag us. Make sure you tag, where's your Instagram? Actually, where can people find you? Yeah. We're going to put in the show notes. Sorry, yeah, that's the question that you're supposed to ask, people at the end. Uh where can people find more about you and what do you have going on if someone's like I want to fuck with that girl I want to work with her Mm. I want to do some shit because like let's pimp that out yes all right so in terms of
2: where you can find me um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Taylor Ray Peters I'm sure you'll pop it in the show notes to spell it Um, it's annoying to spell it out there's too many R's in the middle (laughs) Uh, but Taylor Ray Peters on Instagram and Facebook come mainly on Insta like literally come hang out on Insta I'll see you in the stories send me a DM as well if you found me from this podcast I want to connect with you and just send you all the love in the dms yes. um and the podcast as well um it's the strong babe collective podcast and you can find that at strongbabe.co forward slash listen we may be having a cheeky makeover of the podcast Ooh, coming soon same. so that may change up we haven't announced anything yet but there's some things in the works cool. so just keep an eye out um but yeah just search strong babe collective for now um we've got a facebook group as well which you can find and Yes. In terms of what's going on for us. Um, so desire to manifest that manifestation course, um, you can enroll anytime. So that's always open to you. Keep an eye out for we're thinking about doing something fun for the black Friday sales. Like it's not a big thing in Australia, but it's huge online. So like black Friday sales. So I think that we're going to do something fun for desire to manifest around that time. So pop yourself in the mailing list. If you want to know what that's about. Um, yeah, I'm doing next level launch at the moment for like I was saying, the girls building out their courses and stepping into their power and, we're going to be launching like a fun mastermind that's going to be all about um, supporting women in those foundational steps of building out their yes. business. So awesome. that's going to be quite a like a like a very intimate sort of group where I really want to work with women who just know like they're here for more, they're ready to step into that power, they're ready to share their light and honestly come from a place where like knowing like you're worthy of massive abundance in exchange for what you do yes. because that is something that I see gets fallen over a lot, especially in the spiritual world, like yeah. people doing things that they feel it's like they're calling and then they feel feel nervous to charge for it yeah. and I'm like fuck that like you are worthy you of change. such compensation for your work like money is just energy um and so i'm all about facilitating a space for women to build those businesses to be successful to amazing. have an impact and to call in abundance so yeah keep an eye out for that because that foundation and that membership that mastermind will be kicking off probably early 2020 so Ooh, lots of magic happening. The good stuff thank you so damn much oh thank I you. you i, I love you. Talk to you forever you're amazing you're everything you're best. doing is incredible thank, thank you for having me
0: oh yay. thank you taylor right